today. Um, so yesterday we were mostly dealing with um, outside uh, people trying to repo property and uh, uh, who has the rights and also this idea of taking responsibility where somebody can sell. There are two ways you could sell. You could sell property and say as is. You know, you can buy it, but uh, I, I, there's no such thing as a title surge. If somebody kicks you off, you'll have to deal with it. I'm not, don't come to me. Or you can sell Bachrayas. If you have any trouble, I will refund your, your payment or I will deal with that. I will pay them off. And then we, we dealt with a discussion. When you lean on a property, can they pay you? If they don't pay you on time, can you take the property away or can the person always just give them money and send them away? Is, it, is, that, a, is that an option? Is that always an option? And those were things that we threw out uh, from yesterday. Good morning, Michael. Okay, I was stalling for you to come. I was giving a uh, an introduction. Okay, so thank you. Absolutely. Okay, so uh, we are about to start a new case. Sadi Bay's Amid Bay's ninety-two B last line. Omar Abaye. Abaye said, "Ruven shemocha sadu l'shimin shelov achrayis." Ruven sells a field to Shimon as is. No responsibility. Don't talk to me if you have any trouble. Now. Sure enough, uh, Shimon starts getting ready to take over his brand new land, the Yotza Allah Asikin. And he gets Asikin, Rashi Orin, complainers. What are you doing? That's, uh, he, you can't come there. That's owed to us. So, uh, so now uh, Shimon is getting cold feet. He bought his brand new property and people are coming with signs. You know, they're saying, get out. So... <coughs> Achilo Hixikbo, until he's fully taken possession of that property, he can say, on second thought, this isn't a good idea. Yoko Laksirbo. He can change his mind. Baxis. He gave him the money already, but he didn't yet uh, take possession. Misha Hixikbo, but once he takes possession, Eno Yoko Laksirbo. He can't change his mind. It, you bought it without responsibility. Uh, um, the Gemara is going to say, we're going to ask right away, how, how exactly do you take possession? Yeah, no, just giving the money. Uh, well, Yeah, Rashi says that if you didn't pay yet, you could still back out. I guess if you didn't pay, you didn't really do anything. In other words, if you, if you didn't pay, so you might have said that you'll pay, but you could still back out. But let's see. Uh, what's the reason that you're stuck with this? Why can't you always back out? The answer is, Mishum Domerle, the seller can say, Chayas Ledikitri, Sabras Fekilo. This is a, um, it's like a metaphor. You, you saw a, 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 a thing with a knot in it. You saw that there were knots in this. Sak cut in the Kitri Molik Sherm. It's a bag full of knots. Not sure exactly where that comes from. Uh, you, it, a knot is like a bunch of intrigue or something. You, you knew this was a problematic field. That's why the price was cheap. Right? Sometimes you get a property, you know. So, but the main thing is, the kibolis, you accepted it. You agreed to take it. So you can't back out later. You knew there were problems. So uh, that's, the, uh, um, that's why he can't back out. So what's, at what point, though, is it considered that he took possession? 
So the Gemara answers Mikidai <coughs> when he goes on the boundaries. Apparently, when you come in a property, you take a walk. You know, you want to see the exact. You know, you 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 walk along the property line. So once you do that, uh, it could be it's a little more than that. You put on the fences, but once you do that, then it's too late. Then it's uh, then it's yours. Some people say, uh, even if the person took responsibility, um, he, uh, he can say, um, uh, you can't back out. He can say, now, even though there's complainers, that doesn't mean anything. You can say, show me the court order. Tirfecha means, show me the court order, and then I'll pay you back. But just because people are complaining and threatening, that doesn't mean a thing. Let's see Rashi. Ach Omer Afetarfecha, Shtar Tirfa Bibazdin. Let show me the document that they are gonna take it away from you where a court verified that they have the right to. Shekasta Shiyotza Stadamiadecha Bidin, that they legally vitaxa, then I'll I'll deal with it. But until the court said you gotta get out, uh, don't worry <laughs> about the neighbors making noise. Vishalim love a kozman shalyotzmiadecha loa shalim. And as long as they didn't take you, kick you out, I'm not going to pay you, give you your money back. <laughs> Guess what? There are many complaints that aren't going to go anywhere. There might be people that want to make a lot of noise, but that doesn't... Uh, uh, I, uh, responsibility means that if, if somebody takes it away from you, then I'll pay. But just because there are complaints, that's not a reason to go back to the seller. Interesting. Okay. Moving <coughs> along. New Mishnah. Um, Tosis has an interesting scenario. What if you, uh, if you come into land and he takes responsibility and it comes out he's not the owner? Right? Let's see the Tosis. Second Tosis. Misha Ixaba, once you take, you can't back out. There's a more impact. It comes out, it's, he's not the real owner. He, he doesn't have clear title. As long as they didn't take it away from you, like, uh, really what it boils down to is it becomes difficult. You thought he was the owner, but if he owed people money, then he's not the owner. You know, then he's, he didn't have clear title. That's like the case of the, uh, uh, the boy, the son, who took his mother's right, right. Silver. Right, that's right. He didn't have it yet. It was, you know, it was a Brooklyn Bridge type thing. Right, right, right. That's a good point, right? In other words, sometimes people sell you property and they owe so much money, it's really not theirs. It might look temporarily like they're the boss of it, but they're selling you the Brooklyn Bridge. They have no rights to, it's not their money. Right, very good. That's true. Okay, well, let's get your seatbelts fastened. Now we really got to get, now we're going to have, things are going to get complicated. A guy has three wives. Three wives. Till now we only had two. Now he's got three. Hope he's got a lot of money for all those wives. That's right. So he had three wives. Uh, and sure enough, Umes, he dies. <laughs> they all survive him. <laughs> that's, that's, uh, that's right. So now he's got... <laughs> so he's got three ksubas to pay. The, the baby bear, the mommy bear, and the father. Right? He's got three ksubas to pay. He's got all three wives, and they didn't... Um, the, the, uh, they had different amounts for the ksubas. That, so... 
The question is, and he doesn't have enough money to satisfy all the claims. So, Ksuvasu uh, Shozumana. So, wife number one, I don't even know that it's wife number one, but one of the wives was $100. The Shozu, another one was 200 The Shozu, Shalosha. What if it takes more money to get a wife when you already have a wife? Because they're not willing to you know, marry so easily if you give them a good tzuva, maybe they'll... Have, but it does, I, I, it's just a, I don't know. No, but so one, one has 100 tzuva, one has 200, and one has 300. So all three have claims to, he obligated himself to pay tzuva to all three. But the problem is, vein shum elamana. All you got is 100. Especially if a better ksuva when he didn't have the money to pay the ksuva. <laughs> 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 yeah. So, uh, well, he planned on living longer. But at any rate, so, um, <laughs> so what do they do? In other words, one would argue that the one that's owed 300 says, I should get a bigger share because I'm owed more money. Uh, but, so the halacha is, there's not enough to satisfy all three, and assuming all three are equal, cholkem They divide it equally. That's what they, that's what they do. Just, just equally. Because all three are entitled to that $100. In other words, if there was more... Each one has a, has a good claim against that, an equal claim. Each one wants their ksuva satisfied. So even though some people have claims to more money, but they all three have a legitimate claim to that hundred that was left. So it gets divided by three. Just like all other creditors, if everything else is equal, they will split it. That's the famous, you know, the talus, where, the, you know, two people grab the same time, you split it. Right? So hayusham, but what if you have two hundred? So that makes everything complicated now. So let's see how, how we do. So Shelmana, so the one that, that is owed the hundred, the cheapest ksuva, no telus chamishin. She is going to get half of her claim. So once she takes 50, so there's an, 150 left uh, for the other two. And the other two both have this equal claim to that 150. So guess what? They split it. So Shomeyasayim, the Shosholoshmeus, the one that was the two hundred ksuva and the one that was three hundred ksuva, Shosholoshmeus, Shlosha Shlosha Shulzav, so they they will split it. Shomeyasayim, Shomana Notzos Chamishim, Shomeyasayim, Shosholoshmeus, the one of two hundred and three hundred, um, they will take, uh, uh, they they will split it. Yeah. Yeah, that's how we, thank you. I was looking for that. Three means, this is the, just the tricky part, is you have to know the currency exchange. So three means 75 each. We're explaining that uh, they each one gets half because they're both, um, there's $150 left and each one has a, this, the identical claim to that 150, so you split it. Shosha. Now, what happens uh, if there was 300? Shosha, shosha, zav. Three, three of zav, which is 75. Okay. Hayusham, yeah, now that's case number two. Case number three, Hayusham, shalosh, what happens if he left 300? 
and same case, uh, 100, 200, and 300. So, Shel Mana, again, the one that was entitled to 100, they get half. The Shel Measayim, the one that was entitled to 200, they get half, they get 100. The Shel Shalish Meas, and the uh, one that, get, that had 300, so Shishim, uh, they're going to get Shelzov, which is 150. Right, so they, they all end up with half their claim. They came, and similarly, if you had three people that had an investment together, they put money in the wallet. Uh, let's see, Rashi Shetilukis, they throw it in the wallet. Most They're all they make an investment together. Uh, so Piksu Osiru, uh, if it gets worth more or it gets worth less, uh, they will also divide it uh, according to the amount of money they put in. How many shares you bought? Let's see that last. Rashi According to, so here also according to the ksuba claim, that's the amount uh, they will get. So we have these three cases. Okay, let's see the gemara. So, um, so what we said was the one of who put in the hundreds, she gets fifty. So why does she get fifty? Um, Tilson the Tilsa the Tilsa. We should divide it. Uh, everyone should get. Uh, 33 and a third. In other words, the, the, uh, he had three wives, and um, again, the 100, 200, and 300, and uh, these, uh, we said that they, um, shouldn't they each one get exactly a third? Uh, so uh, this case it has to be more complicated than we knew about. There's a detail that we're missing. What's the detail that we're missing? The Kosevis Balus Mehsaim Lebalus Mana, the one wife number two who had 200 zoos told wife number one, e- even though I know there's not enough money to go around, I'm not going to take from uh, until you get. You have the least, least amount of money coming to you. So the way she says it is, Din Vidvorim Ainli Imach Mamana. I'm not going to struggle with you over your mana. I'm going to remove my claim. So uh, that's why this uh, she'll get half because wife number two doesn't struggle with her over that. If if all three were fighting over the same hundred, each one would only get a third. But since wife number two says, I'm not going to fight with you about that part of the mana, so wife number one's going to get half because she's only fighting with one wife, so only dividing with one wife, she'll get half. So Morris says, well, if wife number two is, is giving up there, so we said that the 200 and 300 wife, each one only gets 75. Why doesn't wife number three tell wife number two, uh, you, you gave up your claim, I should get more than you? The answer is, you didn't take away your whole claim you just said that you weren't going to argue with wife number one, but you would argue with wife number three. That's a different story. So that's the... Okay, fine. So then we said if there was uh, 300 left in the pot, this was the more complicated of all the cases. So again, wife, there's three wives, one with 100 ksuva, one with 200 ksuva, one with 300 ksuva, and exactly 300 was in the kitty to divide. So what do we do? So Shema Hisayim, we said the one that gets the 200... She gets 100, Shalmana. Uh, so um, why does she get a, a 100? Shavim v'chamishad isle. 
uh, she should get um, 75. Uh, in other words, she, uh, she, her claim should be equal to the other one. Uh, and so she should split it. How does she get a whole hundred? So this case, is, we're going we're to be forced to say there was a detail we didn't know about, just like in the previous case, where wife number three told wife number two, you know, I won't fight with you over that first mana. Wife number three with three hundred tells wife who has two hundred. I'm going your first mana. I'm not going to fight with you about the first mana. I'm going to let you have. Uh, that's one answer. Again, the challenge here is we're throwing in a detail that wasn't mentioned. That's never the preference. That's what we call a nukimta. You know, the case will work out if we say that that was a detail that we didn't mention. And it could be it was there and it wasn't mentioned in the written part. Part of the writing down the oral law was they didn't write down everything. It was cliff notes. That's one thing we know is that when they wrote down the Mishnah, they definitely left out details. It's, they, they wouldn't go out of their way to leave out the main details, though. So it's always what we call a nukimta. The question is, is that a good answer if you're forced to, to interpret it in a case that really didn't say that? But that, that was the answer that we gave. Rev, yeah, almost always when we have a nukimta, there'll be a rabbi that tries to find a way that he doesn't have to say that nukimta, <laughs> who finds a way that we don't have to make up a case that's uh, uh, a little forced. But sometimes, in order to do that, you say an even more forced answer. And so then you have to decide between the Ukimta and the other. So let's see. Rev Yaakov and our Pukud. He was from the Pukud River. And, uh, um, I don't know if the name of the city was the river, or what does it mean he was from the river? Um, i trying to think today if you say somebody's from a river. Does it mean he lived on the river? <laughs> in our pocket, or River City. Oh, there's a time I've ever Okay. Riverdale, I guess. I don't know. Uh, he lived on the river, right? He lived on the boat or whatever. Okay, maybe. I find it hard to believe if Yaakov lives on Narpaka, but maybe he did. He lived in the River Valley. Okay. Mishmedru. What? Mishmedru. He said in the name of Ravino Amaresha Bistay Tosev Sesefa Bistay Tvisa. So he also is going to say in Ukimta, a detail left out. But he's not forced to say that one wife forgave to the other. They're, I think they call it a draw. Well, maybe not a draw. Basically, the money, they didn't know when their husband died how much money he had. And it came in in two different times. In other words, first they had one, one set of money available to them, and then another. So it gets a little complicated because uh, we do have a rule that usually inheritance is done with the money at hand not with like future monies that are paid, but it could be that they just didn't know the full extent of the estate. You know, at first, this is the, what they thought they had to deal with, and it's not that it came in the future, they just didn't know about it. Um, they, even in the, today, they always have these websites where they claim like you do searches for money that was owned by relatives. Uh, I've never heard of anybody who found that they, uh, you know, their grandmother owned land somewhere and never told the family. But but it exists. Like they, 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 at some point, it gets forfeited to the government. You know, like the abandoned, pe- property. abandoned property. People, you know, people had things, and they just uh, they they didn't tell their kids, and they, they had no way of knowing that this was available to them to divide. Uh, and then the government very nicely decides to take over that if you don't tell. Right? If the, nobody claims it, uh, but there's some ways that no, there's nobody to tell the person to claim it. 
you know, that this money is out there. But, so that's really this case, that there's two different uh, dividing lines. And so that's where it gets kind of interesting. How would you deal with that if it's divided at different times? So let's see. So, Reisha Bestech Visis, Vesefa Bestech Visis. Both cases are with two different uh, divisions. Reisha Bestech Visis, the Nafu Shivi, Makamisha Bechadzim, the first, there was 75 bucks available. Umeya Vesri Makamisha Bechadvisa. And then 125. So it wasn't that it fell 200 at once, it was first 75 and then 125. Say, yeah. Well, what's happened is it was all owned by, by the husband, and now it's being divided by the wives. It's, it's uh, so... Um, so uh, Richard is correct. It's an interesting word. The tvisa means grabbing. It means, but it's really dividing. It's becoming available to the wise, and then each one is taking their share. So that's off the table. I think that's a good point. In other words, they've already got that. That's gone. Now the, the first attorney says, "Here, this is what we got," and so then it's grabbed, so to speak. Each one grabs their typhus, Their their they take what they can get, and then another part becomes available. Uh, but that's that's the word that's used. Um, uh, becomes av- it becomes available to them, and as Richard points out, then they very quickly gobble it up. It's grabbed. Uh, uh, it becomes uh, it's available for division, and then they better grab it while it's available for them to take. Okay. So uh, the first case there was first seventy five, and then one twenty five. Safe vishetvi the nafu shivim chamisha was seventy five. Omeyasayim then two hundred and twenty five, a total of three hundred bekadzim. Tanya, zu mishis Reb Nassim. This was Reb Nassim's idea. Rebbe Yomer, ena ni roya b'dvorish Reb Nassim be'elu el chalukas b'shav. He says, I disagree with the whole thing. You just divide it equally. Don't, you know, it's too complicated. You know, let's just, let's all just split it. Okay. Ve'kein shlosha shetilu. And we said the same thing is with an investment. Now, so Omer Shmuel. So now we're, the, you could, you could argue that the marriage was an investment, you know, or, or was a... Uh, but it, it's really, they're all partners in that case. The, the three wives are partners in the husband. They share, they share one husband between them, and depending on how much money he left, they're going to divide their shares in the husband's... Uh, but uh, the Mishnah then added it themselves that the same thing would be true of, of uh, people that... Uh, go into a business venture together. So, What happens if two people put money in the kiss? They put money in the uh, investment of Zemanim. Uh, uh, um, one puts in 100 and one puts in 200. And then they bring back a certain amount of money, Haskarla Emsa. They divide it equally. So now this is saying they don't divide it according to the money they put in. They both go into business together and one puts in this amount and one put, but they agreed to do it. They agreed to split it. So our question is why? Wouldn't you say the one that put in double the assets should get in double the amount? So Omar Rabba, Mr. Abba, Milsa, Shmuel. He says, well, again, so we have to understand where was Shmuel speaking? 
So he says, Bishor la Karisha, Omid la Karisha. He says that they, uh, they invested, neither one had enough money to buy an ox to plow. And together they bought an ox to plow, and the ox was ready to plow, and so they split the dividends. But what happens if they were going to sell it for steak, for meat? So the one that buys the bigger part of the ox is the one that should get a zenoto lefimosav, a zenoto lefimosav. In other words, if, it, if it's being used for the value of the weight, so the one that could buy the bigger share, so he should get the greater share of the, the dividends because the bigger the ox you bought. See, if it had to do with just being able, one, neither one could afford to buy it, so they went in together. Let's see Rashi. Uh, that's answer number one, though. Shor lecharisha, shalaka bam shor likrosh. They bought an ox together to plow. They went in the plowing bin, and they plowed with him. Neither one could buy the ox without the other one. Therefore, they divided equally. Let's say the, uh, it was more worthwhile for them to sell it as meat value, and they shechted it. Because now it's being divided for the, the limbs, the stake. And it's telling you, even though initially, um, so the question is, why, why, do we start, why don't we just say two different cases? One case is the two partners were buying for plows, and one case is they were buying for meat. So the answer is, it's telling you a Kiddush, even though initially they bought it for plowing, the and then they would split it, now that the price of meat has gone up, and they shafted it, and then they're dividing it by the limbs, so then they, they would take it according to the, the value that was put in. I'm, I'm still not understanding that. The, the issue is proportionality. So we're saying if it's going for the, for the burgers, then, ah, then each one takes out a proportional mm-hmm. amount. Masha'in came by the Parisha. Why? Because neither one had the ability to purchase the shore by themselves to be able to plow. It, it still seems to me the Gomorrah says clearly not like I'm thinking. But it would still seem to me that by the plowing there it would make sense for there to be a proportional return. I mean they could have made up that way. It, 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 in other words, any time you go into business, you can make up whatever conditions you want. But a stam case seems to be the Mishnah. Mm-hmm. It's not proportional. Yeah. What are they sharing? They're buying for plowing. The dividends from the plowing. They're, they're rent, rent the plow. The time they use the ox? Right. In other words, they, they plow, people pay them for the use of this ox for the, the renting of the plow, the renting of the... And so they'll divide that amount of money. Because you're right, in the other case, they're Even. dividing the meat mm-hmm. yeah. evenly. So I, so I guess the question is this. When they sell, when they go out, when they're ready to retire, and they sell the ox so that each one will get their proportion back. But here we're talking about they went into business together, and so they're dividing the, uh, uh, neither one could buy the, uh, you know, could have bought this ox to plow with. So they're or, gonna, or to sell it for the meat. It's true they, they could. They couldn't afford it because they were equal in buying the ox, mm-hmm. regardless in the, in the outset. Then they change it, mm-hmm. right? 
it, it's all what they, you know. But either way, they're, How they they're, the investment is not equal. That, that's my sticking right. point. Right. Yeah. The plowing yeah. The way that I understood this, but my question, I'm agreeing with some of the people at the table. If one person put in 70, mm -hmm. one person 70%, one put in 30%, mm -hmm. and, and they don't say anything about how they're going to divide things up, why do we assume that the person who put in 70% at the end of the day would agree to do half and half with the person who only put in 30%? The way I understood it, um, that's, that's, um, um, that, that, yeah. So he's asking, what about 90-10? So we were starting, right? We, so I, I understood partners mean 50-50. You know, we're, let's go into this together, right? Let's, uh, you know, let's pull our resources and let's do it. Now, once we sell the assets of the business, so I'll be entitled to pull out the amount that I put in. But the business, we're both working this together. We're both, uh, you know, they got to rent the cows and they got to feed it. And they got to, you know... Um, okay, I, I hear, but that's the, so I'll have to research a little bit. So uh, I, everybody at the table is, is uh, having challenges with this case. Did the art scroll come to the rescue over here or not really on the, uh, it's the. Uh, if, you're in if, if one's in business, it's not looking like this. Impulse, I think, is very natural. The one who's putting in more so I looked at it that the assets are only one part of the business. At the end of the day, they're running it together. They're, they're taking the, the two of them are working this together, and therefore they're splitting the proceeds. Now, later on, when they sell the assets, it could be one will get more of the assets out. But they went into business together. They went into split. You know, that was the... Uh, that also could be. What if they did like a time... But then how... So then what are they talking about? Scharla uh, Emsa, the reward... Is there any? Is there any reward? Meaning, what does it mean? The scar? There's no scar. Each one is is mowing their lawn. You know, we're getting a lawn more. You know, we're getting a plow and we're just sharing it. So there's some scar over here. There's some reward. There must be some. They must be making money somehow. Yeah, someone was going to get back to what you just said. The art scroll does come to save the day, and he puts in uses one word, quoting the Meiri that I have a lot of trouble with. He's saying that. Normally, when business partners go into business, they stipulate these things. And since in this particular case, like the 70-30 case that I mentioned, nothing was said, we assume, that's the word, we assume that their intention was to do what normal business practice would be, which would be to spell out the, the deal, and if not, then it would be uh, divided 50-50. I don't understand how could we assume that. <laughs> right, right. It's, you know, that's, I, very, that's a very difficult response, but it's brought down to the name of the Mary. I'm just wondering if they, that they went in as partners. Partners, uh, are, it's assumed that they were equal partners, right. unless you speak it out. So you're that's saying that it goes by what you bring in. If one guy brings in more money, then you're not equal. One guy is a bigger, okay, I hear. We'll have to work on this. Okay. Rav Nuna says, he says, even when you shecht that they're going to split it. That's even a bigger kiddush. Even when you're, one guy brought in more stake, they, they were partners. <coughs> um, again, I, I'm assuming that if nothing is spoken out, they're 50-50. That 50-50 is, is, is the default. 
What happens when two people put money into the business? Zemana, one puts in 100, Zemasai, one puts in double, Askar Lemsa. Uh, and they split it. My lab is sure lecharisha omelitvika. Even if, um, even if they they started off with plowing and they ended up by selling it for the meat, the chuf did rabba. And you see that you don't get more just because you put in more. The more said, no, that's not that case. It's only that it stays the same when neither one could buy it by themselves and they used it for plowing. And I, again, my understanding was the main thing here was the labor. You needed two people to run this business. They, they had two people to run the plow, so to speak. But if the, the, uh, the, the animal was used for tfika, shechting, for the meat, so then you definitely would go according to the money you put in. So only question is, shouldn't it have made that clear? Adetani Seifa. Because when it says in the second part, each one, uh, the money gets mixed in. Over there it says, each one takes according to the money that they put in. So that's, that's, a more, that's a case where they're really giving according to their percentage. Shouldn't it clarify? Shouldn't it clarify? That's only when uh, they're sticking to plowing. But if they, one of them was used for shechting, then it goes according to the percentage. So basically we're saying that if this is true, that if it's for plowing, they're 50-50. But if it's for the weight, so the one that buys the fatter cow, uh, the one that puts in more money is going to get a bigger share, shouldn't it have said it? So the Mora's answer is, guess what? It said it, but you didn't know it. Hachanami Komar. That's what it means to say. Hachanami Komar. That's what it means to say. But imagine more and more. When is that? When they split it. Beshor l'charisha v'omer l'charisha. When you bought it for plowing and you plowed it. But when you might have thought about plowing, but then it also has to do with the amount. Basically, people are in business to make money. And if you discover that you'll make more money selling it for steak, so then why should you rent it as a plow? You, you're going to sell it to Litvicha. Nasa Kamisha It's as if they both pulled their money together. Then each one will take according to what they put in. Now, lest you feel that this is a forced explanation, Tanan, the Cain Shlosha, we learned. Also, when three people put money in the wallet, Pixo is zero, and it becomes, they, they buy something together. And then it becomes worth less, or it increases. That's how they divide it. My lab, Pixo, Pixo, Mam. It doesn't mean it becomes less, it's less, or zero, zero, Mamish. The money becomes less or more. So, um, and, and, uh, here we understood it to me like the, uh, the original amount decreases. No, actually that case may not mean it increases or decreases. It just means the value increases or decreases. Now, how does it increase or decrease if it's the same, same as the original? The money, it means that there's like a new currency um, and uh, the currency rates change. Or pixi astira disunsi. The, it becomes worth less. It, the money becomes, the value of the money is to use uh, for a band-aid. They used to use coins uh, to um, wrap it around his foot. And like to, uh, um, I actually saw, 
I, I sometimes buy like arch supports or things in my shoes. They make like a copper arch. I've been in Curie, I never bought one, but they, they advertise like one that has, they claim that it's good to have like a, uh, I'm not sure if it's copper or I think it's kind of like a. Yeah, copper they use it for arthritis. Oh, is that what, is there, is there a reason that, so I think maybe that the coin also was the, yeah. that, that idea. Well, it's magnets, they did it with magnets too. Really? I never tried that. I, yeah. To me, it sounded strange, so I never, uh, uh, but okay. The, uh, but apparently it works for some people, or, or it's, it's out there, this idea of using, putting the coin in your shoe. So if, if worse comes to worse, if the currency goes bad, you could sell it to the medical industry to use to uh, uh, prop up your... Uh, Dr. Yaffe, you're looking very skeptical about this whole thing. <laughs> no, the, I, don't, I don't take that into account. Well, let's see, Rashi. Uh, I, I didn't take it. I took it maybe it's just like you need something. With, with arch support, you need to have... It, it's actually a hard sole. You, sometimes if it's too soft, your foot will hurt. But if you use a hard... They make two kinds of these uh, things that go in. Some of them are like real soft. And it sounds like, oh, that's great. It'll make it softer for my foot. But you do better sometimes with a firm one. Uh, so let's see that, Rashi, on this history of the scene. As a coin, you ain't going to get nothing for it. The banks don't take that coin. But uh, if you got a, a boo-boo on your foot, mehen. You could tie this under there, sham. The malule chaluda It um, it uh, brings a reaction or something. It uh, It talks about people carrying on Shabbos. If you're allowed to put the coin under your foot uh, for your arch support, since it's there, and each one will if they sell it for the shoe. Each one will get their share. Okay, one more Mishnah. In case we, uh, we got that all figured out, well, now we have even more fun. Now we go to four wives. Yaakov <laughs> Avinu uh, okay. uh, over here. Okay. So, Misha, Hayu, Nasi, Dalad, Nashim. Right, I don't know. So, so, what happens if a guy has four wives? Umais, and surprise, he, he dies before all of them. Okay. So, uh, so Harishona Kodemis Lishni, a wife number one, he take, he, this is assuming he married, the, he didn't marry them all, he, well, you can't get married them all the same day, but assuming the, um, the one he made the commitment to first has the first rights. So, Rishona Kodemis Lishniya, Vishniya, wife number two, comes before wife number three, Vishlishi is the Revius, and the wife number three comes before wife number four. So, each one, uh, that goes by which one he took first. Verishona. Now, wife number one, when she collects Nisba Lishnia, she's going to swear to wife number two because basically wife number one is satisfied first and wife number two is the one who's making the claim, hey, you got to leave it over for me. Vishnia, the wife number two, swears to wife number three. Vishlish is the Revius. Now, once wife number one, number two, and number three are all satisfied, and whatever's left, that goes to wife number four. She, she doesn't got to swear to anybody. She can collect her ksuva because the other wives got what they, we were concerned that they may have taken more than that they were entitled to and we, they were satisfied. There's nobody left to have a claim against wife number four. 
The Namis says, Kineshi Akron Niskeris, just because she's the last wife in the in the in the, in there, should she gain? You put her on the witness stand. Afali Tifra El Bishwa. You gotta keep everybody honest. You know, she also will have to swear. Because there's gonna be heirs here. Besides, after the wives get, what about the kids? I wonder if the assumption is after four wives, you know, they, there's not gonna be much Yerusha left or the but uh, Banana says no, she's got a square too. Habiyotsa kulam biyom echad. What about if they? Yeah. What exactly? I'm wondering what they're swearing to, because uh, in the notes they talk down that the first would swear to the second that she had not been taken. Uh, pr- previously, in other words, maybe the husband had put aside land and given it to this lady, or it had been collected already. So now they're coming to take their share. So they, they are swearing that they didn't, they didn't get some of their ksuva paid yet. He could have paid, yeah. We had before like pogemis ksuva, so sometimes they, they collected part, they needed money, their husband gave them money, but then he wrote it off the ksuva. So they, they, they're all swearing that they are fully entitled to collect what it is that they, they're swearing to collect the amount that they want to collect now, but they're swearing that they weren't paid off already. And they, they didn't take it before. They correct. Now keep in mind that while the husband was 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 not well or why he died, they were running the uh, the estate. So yeah. any any of them could have pocketed them. You know, they right. could have uh, uh, opened a Swiss bank account or something or uh, uh, put something in their name. So now how do so this way? I I kind of jumped the gun with this. You can't marry four women on one day. Ain't Marvin Simka Besimka, right? We know that from Yaakov also. So how do you, how is it they're all equal? How would that case work out? So um, could be you got engaged, I think you could get engaged in one day and just have the Nisuin all later. Uh, but if they all were on the same day, how would you decide who's first? So uh, maybe you... They were all written on the same day, but wouldn't it be? Wouldn't it go by when the uh, when they got married? That's so. I, I was wondering maybe they. Uh, that's what I was thinking. But okay. But either way, what do you do then? How do you decide who's first? So then it goes by the hour. Uh, Any one that was first, afilu shaachas. She was at nine in the morning. And then he decided one wife's not enough. He wants to take another one. So then at 10, he says another ksuva. Zaksav. They used to write the hour on the document. What if everybody is the same hour and all you got is a hundred uh, and all for wives, so then you have no choice. Okay, we will stop here. Have a great Shabbos, everybody.